are in for a treat because we have another wonderful author and book recommendation to give you today for the Low J Book Club. And we're delighted Marin Cooper is with us. This is her second book, our first book that we've read of yours, and it's called Finding Grace, a novel. Hi, Marin. Hi, Marin. Good afternoon, ladies. How, How are, you? are you? One day after. I'm great. This, you... is, this is my very first book club conversation with about Finding Grace, so I'm delighted. Oh, good. Oh, well, I'm so glad. And the book just came out um, yesterday. I had yep. a chance to read it mm-hmm. over the over the weekend and enjoyed it so much. So if you wouldn't mind giving people the setup of Finding Grace, a novel for everybody, that'd be great. Absolutely. Happy to. Well, Finding Grace is about star-crossed lovers, Charlie and Caroline, who marry before they discover they have opposing views on having children. Caroline is an ambitious woman who wants a life of carefree adventure and travel, Even marrying Charlie was not necessarily in her plan. So when she becomes pregnant against her wishes, Charlie promises to raise their daughter unconventionally on his own, accepting all parenting responsibilities. He believes, of course, that she'll change her mind once Grace is born, but she doesn't. So the story is told in alternating points of view by the three of them. Mm -hmm and is an intimate look at the dynamics of their dysfunction and how it leads Grace to spiral into depression. And I have to say, the fourth character is the amazing setting of the North Shore, of of Two Harbors, Duluth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Julia and I both, you know, went to school there, and I'm from Duluth, (laughs) and so that is such a vivid character, too. Well, yes, we're all Minnesota girls here, so (laughs) I appreciate that that you noticed that. I I had been looking for a suitable story to set in the North Shore, and I think I picked the right one because the drama of the family against the drama that we all know happens on the North Shore with the weather, the Mm -hmm. rugged lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera, I think works for this particular novel. You know, and... and uh, I would like to talk about one thing that I don't think that you see a lot of in very many books, maybe because people are loath to admit it or their publisher tells them nobody wants to read. But you just don't hear about uh, a, parent. Mo- a, a parent, a mother particularly, where maybe she's a toxic mom. We'll put it that yeah. way. She's an uninterested yep. mom. But we don't always know the reasons behind that. And instead, we just judge very harshly. And I think that you did write Caroline in a way that, like, I I got where she was coming from. <laughs> right. And she didn't keep it a secret that she didn't no. want to be a mother. Mm-hmm. You know, she was uh, bold and unapologetic in the way she wanted to live her life. And I think uh, that in and of itself was a little bit, you know, that that's for us to just accept. I think that's the part that you don't see very often. Yes. And But that's where she was. She was out front with it. And um, so that became part of the issue. But, you know, it's not like she kept it a secret. Exactly. And it's interesting, too. Your book, you know, comes out at just as... Uh, women have mm-hmm. had the clock rolled yep. back and a right mm-hmm. to do with their body what they want. I mean, there are 
women who don't want to have a child. Mm -hmm. And really, they shouldn't have children because what happens to Grace as she finds out that her mom Mom. is not like anybody else's mom is she thinks it's her. Right, right. She internalizes it. So, yes, I'm glad you brought in the, the kind of contemporary context here. Uh, clearly, I wrote this before Roe was overturned, mm-hmm. et cetera, and um, Roe was important in my life and managing my life, mm-hmm. as it is with any woman who's, right. who's grown up over the last 50 years or so. So, yes, it's a it's a totally different world that we're looking at now, and we have to make sure that we can navigate through it. But Caroline, you know, they both were orphans, mm-hmm. both. Charlie and Caroline had grown up with with no parents. Caroline was raised by her elderly uncle, but uh, Charlie was left at a fire station. So they did not have a typical family, um, you know, nuclear family. And so Charlie was desperate to have a family. He he saw in Caroline somebody who would be his soulmate. And assumed, and this is a major flaw, assumed that she would want a family as badly as he did because she did not have one either. So moral of that story is, hey, you should probably check your values before you get married. And you do hear that. You do hear that. And and we just talked about, we were talking about Natalie Wood because it would have been her 84th birthday. birthday. And she had a quote, something to the tune of, you know, the only way you're ever going to change a man or a man is when you um, change their diapers as a baby. The only thing you're going to change in a man, kind of. And you hear how people mm-hmm. get in a relationship with someone who absolutely is opposed to having children, but they think, oh, I'll change their mind. Yes. Right. Right. And, right. And, and, you know, his desperation led him to what we won't be talking right, about today. Right. We don't want the spoiler. Right. But, you know, that in and of itself, he was he was a wounded person. Mm-hmm. He was desperate. And so he, you know, didn't follow too much of a conscience uh, when he did what he did. And unknowingly, Caroline, uh, who basically didn't suffer fools and went her own way regardless, uh, just took him up on his offer. Well, yeah. okay, if you're really willing to be all in as the parent, hey, I'm taking you up on that. And while we think, okay, well, then they came to a compromise. We clearly know by reading the book that, you know, that's very difficult to do. And Grace felt the effects of it. Mm -hmm. It's not like you can outsource parenting totally. Mm -hmm. And Charlie did his very, very best. But that toxicity uh, just created the problem. Yeah. And and why do do you think that, uh, I mean, Charlie stays enthralled with Caroline for a long time. I mean, he convinces himself he can be mother and father and he finds in the community support, you know, which I think that's also why I, it was a neat or the fourth character being two harbors because it it is a a small town. Mm -hmm. Lovely small town. Right. Well, you know, I think in answer to your question about Charlie, I, I think he basically was motivated to have the baby and remember he's got some guilt. Yes. So he is still kind of bewitched by her. Mm-hmm. He was in college. He was attracted by her utter lack of worrying about anybody else. 
And I thought she was just kind of magical in that way. She's just so tunnel visioned on what she wanted. And so he was drawn into that orbit and made himself totally indispensable to her. So um, I think that, you know, so he was enthralled to her. Yeah. And if you then add the guilt, then he was kind of on a road that he had created and he wasn't sure how he could get off. And and I got to tell you, I mean, Marin, the book is Finding Grace, a novel, and we really, really liked it so much. I also, for the first time, uh, well, uh, I was like, oh, maybe this orthonology, the orthonologist, all this bird watching, maybe there's something to it because right. I was kind of fascinated with how passionate <laughs> Carolyn was about her birds, you know, the Sand Hill Cranes of Nevada. Right, I mean, I right. I enjoyed um, whatever research you did to give that such, a, you know, the you felt like you were there. Oh, thank you. You know, I actually interviewed a, a friend who had been to uh, Nebraska to watch the, the cranes uh, do their thing. And then I just couldn't help myself. Once <laughs> things were a little bit easier to travel, I went. So I went this, this March uh, and I really, it was thrilling. Um, but, you know, I think the ornithology thing, the bird watch, think about the bird watching yeah. people got into during the pandemic. Oh, yes, that's true. You know, yeah, because they could do it in their whatever environment they were in. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it became very popular. And, of course, it's it's a wonderful thing to be able to do wherever you are, as long as we still have birds. Right, that's right. And it would always be front page news when I was in high school and college and news reports when whatever the Hawk Ridge time of the year, when the yep. currents are at their best and you just see hundreds and hundreds. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Nature it's, in the sky right. is and amazing. Ha- and she yeah. references right. Hawk's that. Ridge. And so I loved that, Marin. <laughs> right. It's very, it's an awesome experience. Everybody should try to do it at some point. And of course, I, I just wanted to share some of that natural wonder with people and again, I thought it was a pretty good foil uh, to have as the backdrop that that peaceful and yet very dramatic mm-hmm. or could be uh, turmoil in the weather, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, it's not a whole lot different than a family system. Interesting so, uh, that you yeah. say that. I thought they if, went together. Yeah. yeah. If you're just joining us, we are delighted, first of all, to meet you, Marin Cooper, Minnesota author who discovered the Loft Literary Center, which we have to give a shout out to because so many people have gone through there, taken mm-hmm. writing classes, and gone on to become novelists and very excellent novelists. Mm-hmm. And you have a way of writing that was absolutely beautiful, but it was a hard subject matter, but yet the beauty of the birds. and It's, the, it's such a it, great story. It's a great story, and congratulations to you. And um, we really appreciate you being on your book. And you're a lifelong reader. Was there one book as a child that you just read that you just thought, oh, thank you, I have found a new world? No, you know, I can't point to any particular book. I I often lost myself in books. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I still do. I read, you know, as much as possible. And I've got wide interests. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't say there's any one particular book, but I'm going to take you up on uh, giving a shout out to The Loft because uh, The Loft Literary Center is just a jewel in the crown here in the Twin Cities. And during the pandemic, of course, most of their classes were online, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I think they're going to be offering more and more in person. 
And it was just such a nice little incubator for me when I was trying to figure out, well, what's my next chapter? Yeah, I love And that. it's very nurturing. And I know of a lot of people that feel that way. So That's thank great. you for bringing that up. Absolutely. Well, we are delighted to meet you. We've got two copies of Finding Grace available to our listeners. 651-641-1071. Give us a buzz and we'll get it out to you. And Marin, should people go to MarinCooper.com? Like if, you know, just to get a hold of you or book club stuff and, new, you know, things that Absolutely. are going on. Okay. Absolutely. Go to the website and all of my other social media sites are listed there. That okay. And that's Marin, M-A-R-E-N, Cooper. Thanks so Thanks, much, Marin. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Right. We'll be right back.